Coming to you from the Forge of Freedom studio in the heart of America, a podcast dedicated to preserving freedom and inspiring personal success. Freedom is born and lives through you, the individual, and it dies in the shadows of tyranny. Motivating our listeners to become well-rounded, freedom-minded people with the body of an athlete, the mind of a stoic, and the spirit of a warrior. The Tree of Liberty lives on through you, the Forge of Freedom. And now here's your host, Alex Uli. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Forge of Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Alex Uli, and this is episode 80 of the Forge of Freedom. This is not a typical episode that I release on Saturday. Uh, It's a little out of character, a little out of schedule uh, from the normal release date. I'm releasing this one on on Thursday on Thanksgiving um, because this episode is about gratitude, uh, which is, of course, what what Thanksgiving is all about. But I'm also uh, releasing this episode early because I'm taking a bit of a break for about 10 days. So I won't have another episode coming out until December 8th. So this will be the, the last episode for a little while uh, until it come back out on December the 8th. Uh, so there won't be a Monday Gunday episode and then there won't be any episode the following week. But I wanted to, to go ahead and release an episode early because I'm going to be gone starting Friday. And Thanksgiving, frankly, is is my favorite holiday, and I didn't want to uh, go on a break without releasing an episode about about gratitude. And gratitude has really been on my mind, uh, at least more prevalent in my mind, uh, since the episode I did with Lawrence Reed about his book, Are We Good Enough for Liberty? And that was episode 40, and I'll certainly link to that in the show notes that episode. But in his in his book and in that episode he talks about the importance of gratitude and sort of this need for us to be relentlessly and intentionally grateful. And so for today's episode I'm going to try to keep this relatively brief, but I'm going to share an article with you uh, from the Intellectual Takeout, which is a, a website that I've mentioned on the podcast before, and it's an article by Jeff Minnick called The Gifts of Gratitude. So I'm going to share this article and then an excerpt from Lawrence Reed's book, Are We Good Enough for Liberty? And then I'll just close with a, with a few thoughts. So this article by Jeff Minnick, again, it's at the Intellectual Takeout. It's an article from 2018, November 2018. I will uh, link to this, of course, but it starts with a quote. It says, thank you for the world so sweet. Thank you for the food we eat. Thank you for the birds that sing. Thank you, God, for everything. Uh, That's a child's mealtime blessing, and that's how the article starts out. But then here in the body of the the article, this is a relatively short article, uh, it goes, Thanksgiving is a day set aside, as Abraham Lincoln wrote in his 1863 proclamation, to remember the gracious gifts of the Most High God. On that fourth Thursday of November, whatever the nature of our religious beliefs, many of us do indeed pause 
often in the presence of family and friends to give thanks for the year's gifts and blessings. But what about the rest of the year? How often in our daily routine do we offer thoughts of gratitude simply for being alive, weird, fascinating creatures inhabiting this spinning miracle of a globe? G.K. Chesterton tells us, gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder. If we absorb those words, we understand Chesterton was correct. Gratitude is happiness and interior joy, coupled with a sense of awe. Because we spend a good deal of our time working, dealing with children and household chores, running errands, bewitched by electronic screens, caught up, in short, in the struggle of basic living. We become inured to the miracle of which we are a part. Obligation and necessity narrow our vision. We see, yes, but with eyes too busy for apprehension. In Thornton Wilder's play, Our Town, one of the main characters, Emily, dies in childbirth but is given the chance to leave the cemetery and relive one day of her life. Emily picks her twelfth birthday. After spending a short time in her family's kitchen, she realizes how little human beings appreciate the mysteries surrounding them on every side. She asks the stage manager about this blindness. Does anyone ever realize life while they live it every, every minute? The stage manager says, no, saints and poets, maybe they do some. For more than 30 years of my adult life, I was caught up in teaching and managing various businesses, raising four children and meeting the usual obligations all of us face in this world. Like many of you reading my words, my wife and I would collapse exhausted into bed at the end of a typical day. When describing to others how I saw things, then, especially to people half my age who are today equally as busy, I use the example of a trench in the First World War. From ages 18 to 55, I was like a soldier in that trench, able to view the sky only as a patch of blue, a man who spent most of his time with his head down, focused on the battle at hand. Sadly, that soldier experienced few moments of true joy and gratitude. As I have grown older, however, I have gained an appreciation for beauty and wonder not felt since my childhood. Daily, I am grateful for the miracles around me, for having been given the gift of life, for walking this earth and breathing its air, for loving certain people, for helping others in however small a fashion. Perhaps growing older brought me this new pair of glasses. Perhaps circumstances have simply slowed me down enough to learn to appreciate beauty. Albert Einstein famously said, There are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as if, as if everything is a miracle. Gratitude helps us see that everything is a miracle. So that's the, uh, the end of the article there by Jeff Minnick at the Intellectual Takeout. Uh, the article again called The Gifts of Gratitude. And I, I love that he points out sort of this tension between meeting the daily needs of life and, and stopping to appreciate the things around us, the small things around us. This reminds me of 
the episode I did about I Pencil by Leonard Reed. Uh, of course, the pencil that was episode 15. Uh, I'll link to that in the show notes as well. But the idea behind that uh, Leonard Reed work is that even, even something so simple as a pencil, we, we often take for granted with, without appreciation that the amount of work, the amount of resources, the amount of people uh, voluntarily giving of their labor, their time, and their resources to produce a pencil. No, no one of us could produce a pencil alone. Uh, the, the wood, the paint, the rubber eraser, the lead, all of those things come from far uh, and wide and through great effort of people we will never meet. And so I think that iPencil illustrates the complexity and the miracle of things that we take for granted day to day. And it go, I think it gets to this article by Jeff Minnick as well, that especially in a world that is increasingly busy and increasingly distracted, uh, whether that's through media, through electronics, through uh, any source, uh, there are constantly things grabbing for our attention, including this podcast. But we need to stop and be grateful. Gratitude is something that has to be intentional. It's not something that happens automatically. And that's a point that uh, leads me into the the next excerpt I'm going to share with you here from Lawrence Reed's book, Are We Good Enough for Liberty? There's a section in here called The Importance of Gratitude. And he says, An often overlooked but remarkably important character trait is gratitude. I recently picked up a cheap secondhand copy of a 2008 paperback by Robert A. Emmons entitled, Thanks, How Practicing Gratitude Can Make You Happier. Emmons is a professor at the University of California and editor-in-chief of the Journal of Positive Psychology. At first, I thought I'd skim a few pages, glean a few quotable quotes, and then stick it on the shelf with all the other self-improvement books gathering dust in my basement. But this one grabbed my attention on the first page. I couldn't put it down until I read the other 208. This isn't just a feel-good collection of generalities and catchy phrases. It's rooted in what the latest science can teach us. In language a lay reader can easily understand, Emmons reveals groundbreaking research into the previously under-examined emotion we call gratitude. As defined by Emmons, gratitude is the acknowledgement of goodness in one's life and the recognition that the source of this goodness lies at least partially outside of one's self. Years of study by Emmons and his associates show that grateful people experience higher levels of positive emotions such as joy, enthusiasm, love, happiness, and optimism. And that the practice of gratitude as a discipline protects a person from the destructive impulses of envy, resentment, greed, and bitterness. A grateful attitude enriches life. Emmons believes it elevates, energizes, inspires, and transforms. The science of it proves that gratitude is an indispensable key to happiness. The more of it you can muster, the happier you'll be. And happiness adds up to nine years of life expectancy. Think about it. Haven't you noticed that people of lousy character 
are rarely grateful for anything. Gratitude isn't just a knee-jerk, unthinking thank you. It's much more than a warm and fuzzy sentiment. It's not automatic. Some people, in fact, feel and express it all too rarely. And as a grateful person, as you may think, as and as grateful a person you think you, you are, chances are you can develop an even more grateful attitude, a task that carries ample rewards that more than compensate for its moral and intellectual challenges. Emmon cites plenty of evidence for this thesis, but most readers will find his seventh and final chapter, a mere 24 pages, the most useful part of the book. There, the author lays out 10 steps, exercises, in fact, for cultivating this critically important emotion. If I had a space to tell you here what those steps were, you might not read the book. So if you want a serious self-improvement book, pick this one up. I guarantee that you'll be grateful for the recommendation. So that's where I'll stop with uh, this excerpt from Are We Good Enough for Liberty? Of course, I would encourage you to read Are We Good Enough for Liberty? Of course, which I'll link to in the show notes. And again, was episode 40 of the podcast where I had Lawrence read on the podcast as a guest. And I'll also link to this book by Robert A. Emmons, uh, Thanks, How Practicing Gratitude Can Make You Happier. But I find myself often with negative thoughts. And through practice, through repetition, through intentionality, trying to catch myself in those negative thoughts and think of things that I'm grateful for, I think is a, is a truly life-enhancing practice. And it's something that through practice, you begin to develop and become better at. And you find that day-to-day, you look forward to life and you look forward to the next day the more that you practice gratitude. And the more you stop that sort of negative self-talk. And so to, today I'm, I'm really uh, I'm hopeful that uh, all of you have something to be thankful for. I, I'm confident that you do. I, I know I'm, I'm very blessed and it's easy for me to be grateful uh, because I have so many things that I'm, I'm grateful for and so many things that I'm blessed with. But even if you're in hard times, uh, I think there are, are things that if you look hard enough, if you're intentional about being grateful, you can find them. And I hope that all of you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your families. I hope that you think about being intentionally grateful, not just tomorrow, but every day. And I hope that Thanksgiving serves as a reminder for that, uh, of that for you each year. But throughout the year, as I said, each day, you may have to set up some sort of picture on the wall or reminder on your phone. Uh, there was a trick that uh, I heard years ago. Every time somebody would see a, a green dot that they'd saved on their, on their phone, they would force themselves to think a positive thought. And that's a, a trick that I adopted. I have a, a literally a picture of a green dot saved in my photos album on my phone. 
And every time I, I see it, I, I force myself to think a positive thought, to think about something that I'm grateful for. And here, before I close up, I'm going to close up with a quote from Viktor Frankl, who was a uh, someone who was uh, detained in a concentration camp during World War II. Uh, he wrote a book, Man's Search for Meaning, and he has a, a famous quote that I'm going to end with. But uh, I want to point out one other thing here. My, my wife, Whitney, who was on episode 38, uh, she's a physician assistant. And we had a, an episode where we talked about a class that we'd taken about tactical first aid. But she also periodically writes for an online magazine called Tearsaw, uh, T-I-R-Z-A-H. And she wrote an article, Count Your Blessings. Uh, I think it's a great article. Uh, if if you have the time, I'm, I'm going to link to that in the show notes as well. I'd encourage all of you to to read her article. Uh, it contains scripture. Uh, it's got more of a, a, a biblical perspective to this topic, and, and I'd encourage you, even if you're not Christian, if you don't believe in God, I think it still has uh, great words of wisdom contained within it. So uh, please check out that article as well. So in closing here, uh, like I said, I, I just hope that people reflect on this episode and, and remember that each day there's something to be grateful for. And that's no better captured than, than by this quote from Viktor Frank, Frankl, who says, Everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. And I want to say that one more time. Everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given, circum, uh, given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. So here's a man who was a prisoner in a concentration camp and although external forces had pushed him into the worst of circumstances, into a circumstance with almost no hope, he says that you still have one last freedom, your attitude toward your set of circumstances. So thanks everybody for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you gained some some inspiration from it. Uh, this podcast is really, a, I'm not, I don't view this as me here teaching you uh, so much as it, as I do teaching me and forcing myself to, to sort of hold up to the things that I talk about here and, and to live up to these uh, lessons from other folks, uh, from Lawrence Reed, from Viktor Frankl, from from my wife, from G.K. Uh, Chesterton, from Jeff Minnick. All these folks, I think, provide great words of wisdom. And, and I'm just here to, to share those ideas, to provide you my perspective on them. And that's what I try to do with most episodes. Uh, so I hope you, you gain some inspiration from this episode. I hope you remember each day to be relentlessly and intentionally grateful. I'm grateful for, for all of you, for all of your support. And as always, if you like this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe to help spread the message of freedom. And again, I won't be 
seeing you all for a, a few weeks. Uh, December 8th will be the next episode. Uh, so until then, remember, you are the Forge of Freedom. Thanks for listening to this episode of Forge of Freedom. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. For more information or to connect with Alex, you can go to forgeoffreedom.com or follow him on Twitter at Forge of Freedom. Until next time, remember, you are the Forge of Freedom.